Welcome back. Welcome back. It's your girl, Amber, and I am back with another new fire loving episode today. I hope everyone has been having a great summer so far, and I look forward to this um, new episode today. The topic today is going to be a topic that um, it's been on my heart all week to talk about it. I uh, shared it with a few people and speaking with my mom um, yesterday really confirmed even more that I should speak on this topic. So today the topic is heart. And um, when we talk about heart, I'm not talking about as far as just the, the living organ, like the our actual heart, but the posture of our heart, the things that dwells in our hearts, how we love, how we just um, handle relationships with our, you know, and everything with our hearts. So, um, don't want to be, I don't want to be too long because I really want this to be something that is spoken out in clarity and that you can listen to over and over again. And that if you have any questions, you can, um, you can post it on Spotify. Spotify has a section where you can like, you know, post your, like your, your questions or leave any comments and also, if you know me personally, you can reach out to me. And if you're, if you don't, you can send me an email to my email address, which is kingdomdesigns931 at gmail.com. Again, kingdomdesigns931 at gmail.com. Also, if you have any topics that you would love to hear me talk about, maybe you have heard another podcast talk about it and you want to hear my view, or even if there's just something that you haven't heard yet and you're just interested in hearing someone talk about it, um, I also take topics from other people too, and I actually love that because it makes me get excited to think about, to talk about something that my viewers and my supporters want to hear about. So not going to um tarry too long as I stated. So when we talk about hearts, um I want to share an example of like of like different type of hearts. Um so like we can have a like think about like in a visual sense of a full heart, like a heart that's just like completely full. Like think about the heart that they taught us how to draw at school, <laughs> like the little Valentine heart. Now think about a whole heart, like a full heart. And then think about a heart that is like a half. So you know how we used to like, people used to get broke up or break up in high school or you just like used to draw the little heart and then make like a little crack in the middle of it. And think about the whole heart and think think about the broken heart. And then also think about a, a half heart where it's just like two hearts next to each other, but they're not together. Like they're side to side. So first I want to talk about the, um, first I want to talk about the heart that has a crack in the middle, the little zigzag in the middle. You know, we all, you know, I don't want to say all of us, but I know from my own experience and stuff in school, especially when you used to be just doodling and wasting time in class or art class or whatnot, and used to draw a heart that was like a line in the middle, like a, like, you know, just like, the, like I said, the zigzag. And that kind of meant like, oh, my heart is broken. So it's in half. My heart has been cracked. So it's in half. And in a way, you know, you can, you felt the pain and sometimes the best way to express it was enjoying that. And, you know, sometimes our heart can be broken for many different reasons. Trauma, childhood trauma, relationships, 
platonic relationships, uh, romantic relationships, you know, just disappointment after disappointment. Sometimes we can break our own heart sometimes, you know, with just, you know, just how we um, love ourselves. Some people don't love themselves, you know, how we treat ourselves and how we respect ourselves. Sometimes we can break our own heart and disappoint our own self. And, um, you know, sometimes just, you know, relationships and everything and growing and like, you know, think about whatever age you are now. So if I, I know most of my supporters, when I look at the, the, um, survey for the age, most of them are like, you know, midway twenties and and older. So I'm sure a lot of us will kind of understand a little more. Think about like the first time your heart was broken and like, you know, it doesn't matter if it was broken by a family member, if it was broken by, you know, your first love, your first little love or somebody you liked at school and, you know, did this and did that. Like, think about the first time your heart was broken. And now, like, think about, like, when your heart was broken, how do you how you begin to live after that? Did you begin to like live from that place of broken meaning like the the side effects would be like bitter mean for no reason nobody else gonna break my heart ever again and da 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 and you know giving people loving people with that with that crack in your heart so not loving them with the fullness because you're broken but loving them with a broken heart meaning that it's it's very you're very sensitive it's a very timid relationship and it's also can be a toxic relationship as well, you know. So did you love in that aspect or did you take the time to actually get healed to for your heart to be um, fixed, to, for your heart to be healed? Because a lot of times, you know, and I'm going to bring up why I brought this up. But a lot of times, you know, people are grown and they're still living with broken hearts. I mean, sometimes we can go out to these restaurants, we can go out to, to to the shopping stores or even our coworkers, and we'll just be like, dang, they just so mean, so mean, so bitter, so in compassion, like don't have no compassion for anyone, just always me, 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 me. And then sometimes you get like, you, you know, you scratch your head and you be like, what's wrong with them? Like, why are they like this? And like, if you are a person that is healed, meaning in your heart, then it's like you can sense that more. If you're a person that's unhealed in your heart, then it's like you don't really notice it because it's like it's the same thing. Or you can notice it and it can just be like, mm, you know, like a compare and contrast of like, well, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? But you do the same thing, just just in a different way. And so, you know, think about those people that walk around and that we don't even notice, but their hearts are their hearts broken. I mean, you know, like how they say some people wear their hearts when they sleep. We can't walk around here and just be able to look at people's hearts and be able to see like, oh, they heart broken. Oh, they heart they heart beating real fast. They nervous. They got anxiety. We don't. We're not able to notice. But in relationships, whether it's a platonic relationship, a family relationship, or a romantic relationship, or what, which whichever one, we are able to see by the actions of people repeatedly their heart. For example, for me, you know, I have had my heart broken, you know, numerous times. And this was a revelation and understanding that I had before I 
uh, became a believer, before I gave my life to Christ, I, I, I lived with a broken heart, you know, and when I gave my life to Christ, you know, um, part of, part of being born again was old things are passed away. New things are ahead, ahead now. So old things were passed away. Don't, it didn't mean like, oh, everything instantly just happened. All the old things just fell off and was and, and done. No, what it meant was that old things was passed away in a, in a sense, in a form that, I was able to, I was able to love and be full of love because Christ had redeemed my heart and he had loved me in a way that I was redeemed and I was set free and that I was able to live from a posture of his heart and not my heart. Didn't mean that I didn't have to deal with the root of the different things that I had to deal with, because yes, I still had to deal with the growing pains, the the root of what broke my heart, the root, the the branches of relationships that came from being in a relationship with people with a broken heart, and how the relationships were so unhealthy and toxic that I didn't even really realize it until I got healed. So you know, I want to share. I want before I shift over to the next heart. I want to share with someone that may be living in a place where your heart is broken. And you may say, well, Amber, how do I know if my heart is broken? Like, I'm, I'm getting up every day. You know, I'm, I'm living my best life. I'm smiling. I'm partying. I'm having fun. I have good relationships. You know, your heart, you, you could tell one of like the biggest things that I use for myself to tell for myself and then those around me is people actions. It's people actions, people response to things that are sensitive. People, it, it can be some really trauma and sad things that can happen. And if your heart and your response is, oh, well, yeah, okay. If you don't have no remorse, no compassion, there's no sadness that come to you. There's no dang, like, oh, man, that's sad that happened. If you just completely just hard-hearted and you don't have any, like, um, you don't have any, like, oh, man, like, no compassion at all. It's just like, mm, well, it didn't happen to me. Mm, well, anyways, that's a, that's a, that's a very, that's like a, it's like scales on your heart because our hearts were created for us to have emotions, feelings, and love. And if you have none of that and you're just numb, people be like, well, I'm just numb. I don't care about stuff. It is what it is. I, I let stuff just fall off my shoulders. I don't let things affect me. I'm not sensitive. Well, we think that we walk around and we think that that's sweet. Oh, I'm numb. I don't care about pain. No, you know, no pain, no pain. But at the end of the day, why don't you experience pain? There, yes, you're supposed to. Ouch! If somebody stepped on my foot, I'm going to say ouch. It doesn't matter if if I. Only way it's not going to hurt is if I have a steel toe boots on that is that is made to protect my feet. But if I just have on some regular little, you know, Steve Madden slides or something, and somebody step on my foot, I'm going to say, ouch, being trying to be tough and bossy and strong, over strong on, or that don't hurt me. All you're doing is trying to pretend that you're not hurt because you don't want to deal with the trauma and the hurt that's already there. And it's, and, and, and I just always, I always encourage people that's, that listen to my podcast, get therapy, you know, and get, I believe therapy is so good because therapy gets takes off the layers and it breaks off the layers of things that has hurt us things that has bothered us things that has broken us and things that has you know caused us some severe pain and we haven't talked about it 
Some people are grown right now, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, and their hearts are so hardened because they have not dealt with the scales that was there a long time ago. There's scales that will come if you don't deal with things. You may look at it like, oh, I'm healed, but different things come and trigger you. Somebody bring up something about molestation and you was molested as a kid, but you never talk about it. And as soon as you see in the news or see in a movie and it, 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 it triggers you and it makes you like, like your body feels uncomfortable, your body begins to react to that pain, you're not healed from that. <laughs> Somebody talks tell your business to somebody and you got trust issues and you say oh, i don't care i don't tell nobody anything but then you get around somebody that had told your business or somebody else around you and now you irritated wanting to cut that person off you're still triggered anything that we're still triggered by is place that we're un we're not healed at and a lot of times we think that we are healed because or oh, i ain't no longer triggered by that you're not triggered by it because you purposely trying to shield yourself and keep yourself guarded from having relationships. Some people don't have relationships with other people. There are people that don't deal with nobody, and they say, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want nobody in my life." You're not growing. So you're not growing. Relationships shall challenge us. It shall mature us. It shall develop inside of us a growth in ourselves. You know. So I just want to um, leave that um, that nugget. That's more like a chicken sandwich right there. And so like going on to the heart that is split it, divided. To have a divided heart is mean you have so much division in your heart. I know so many people that love division. They love to see people in like, it's crazy how people love to see divorces. And people may be saying like, who love to see that? Listen, go on YouTube, go on different things. Listen. I'm not, listen, there are some people that have talk shows and y'all know some of their names that when the division and negative things happen, they literally are happy and, and grateful and enjoying that. They love that. There are people that love division, love divorces, love separations, love when people are breaking up or have broken up, love when best friends get into it, mamas and daughters and dad and fathers and sons. Some people thrive on division. Because their heart is divided. Those are the hearts. Those are those are the two different hearts that side by side. But but it's a gap in between. It's not together. But people that love division, they have division. They don't. I don't want to be around my family. I don't like none of them. And if and, and then you try to keep stuff going with the family. You don't like unity. You want to keep. Oh, did you hear what they said about you? Instead of just leaving it along, you're taking it, taking it, taking it, taking it, taking it, causing more division. And. And, and sometimes I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychiatrist, so I'm not diagnosing people. I'm coming off of my own study with my own experiences and what I have seen. So please don't take this as if, oh, she's trying to diagnose people. I can't di I can't even diagnose a, a bird if a bird was laying on the ground. I don't know if he did or if he's just drinking or if he's taking a rest. So I'm not trying to diagnose anyone. I'm just sharing off experiences, right? So a person that has two hearts that are separated from each other that's divided most of the time you're going to see people that have split personalities they either and some people call it bipolar or and it just can be a split personality they're either hot or they're cold you don't know which person you're gonna get a lot of times people say these people have narcissists um um narcissists uh, like they're narcissists or they can have um like the syndrome of that they're either hot or they're cold one minute you're around this person and it's like Joy to the world, a new king is born. 
the next minute you run that person, it's they are they on uh uh I don't mess with you like you little stupid I don't mess with you like they're split it and it can happen all in a duration of one hour or five minutes you know I have been around people in the past that have had split personalities one minute you like honey I'm home the next minute you like wait break listen tear the whole house down bump Bump the house. Just tear the whole house down. Ashes to ash, dust to dust. Let's just get out of here. Listen. And they're so divided with themselves. They don't like themselves. They can't stand themselves. And because they literally don't like themselves, it's almost actually a hate. Every relationship around them, they're giving in that. They may have a few people that they're nice to. And the ones that they are nice to, the ones that they are cool with, that they don't hate and they're not mean to, most of the time... 85, 90% of the time, those people have that same divided heart, you know? You know how they say, birds of the flock flock, fly together? Same thing with this. People normally tend to carry themselves around people that have similar traits uh, if they are still trying not to grow. And when you're trying to grow, sometimes you want to get around people that are a little more mature or healed. Or more, um, how do I say that? That are, are that more conscious or cognitive to growing because you're ready for a shift. Like you know how people say, "Oh, well, I have a business, so I want to start hanging around. I want to get a mentor." People that say they want mentors, most of the time, it's because you're ready to grow. You want to be around someone that can teach you by and lead you by example of how they have got to where they are at in their business, in their marriage, in whatever, whatever you need mentoring in, life coaching in. But some people don't want that. And I'm not saying if you never had a mentor or anything that you just don't want to grow, but sometimes your inspiration can be just what you watch on TV or, or, or somebody in your family can just be a person that inspire you and that can just that's cool enough as well, you know? But people that have divided hearts, they cannot stand too long. If your heart is divided, and I want to encourage you, if you do have a divided heart, if you went over the list of things you said, dang, like I didn't even realize my heart is so divided. I pray that you receive healing, that your heart can come back into one whole without the crack, right? Because just because a heart was broken apart don't mean that they got to be glued up together like we used to do in school. No, it can be completely put back together flesh to flesh, and it don't have to be no crack inside of it if you allow the process of healing to go forth. If you go to therapists, if you pray, if you surrender and let go of yourself to really surrender to allow God to heal you, because there's not going to be anything you can do on your own. If you don't like yourself, if you can't stand yourself, I remember when I made a podcast last year, I believe it was called, What Do You See? Uh, I believe that's what it was called. And I was talking about, I, I hope you go back, whoever has this divided heart, please go back and listen to that. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I remember when I talked about a time when I didn't like myself. I had, a, I could talk about these hearts because I had them. <laughs> I had them. I remember there was a time that I didn't like myself. So I didn't like myself to the point that I didn't even want to go look in the mirror. Because looking at the looking in the mirror for me, I looked at 
myself and I had pain because I didn't like who I was. I didn't like my mouth. I didn't like my attitude. I didn't like how I was disrespectful. I didn't like how every time I built a relationship, they would just burn it up because of my attitude and my trauma and my hurt. I couldn't keep healthy relationships because myself, not them, because my heart wasn't producing good relationships, because my heart was giving rotten fruits instead of good fruits, because of my heart wasn't allowing keep people to love me because I was so broken and so hurt I couldn't receive alert a love only thing I could receive was toxic and hate I couldn't receive genuine love even if it came to me and knocked under my door in a cute package I was cussing you out because why would you want to love me when I did a b c d f g that's how I felt before God right and so I couldn't look at myself in the mirror there was times when God would have to because I went through a healing process with God and before I did therapy. And I remember when I used to look in the mirror and God used to tell me, speak to yourself, affirm yourself. What do you see? I will cry. And I will stand in front of the mirror for minutes before I had before I could come out with a word. And when I started looking at myself, God had to tell me, who do you see when you look in that mirror? Hmm, I'm getting a word I'm about to preach. And I used to say, I see myself. I see my pain. I saw what happened and all of those things. He said, no, that's that's the issue right there. I don't want you to see Amber. I want you to see me. I want you to see me on the cross that bared everything that you went through, your hurt, your pain. I want you to see me on the cross bearing that for you. And I had a vision that I saw that and a shift took place in me because it was no longer me looking at myself and my pain out of my own eyes, out of my own vision, out of my own sight. I was starting to see myself and what God had saw, how God had saw me. I was able to see that he had already dealt with everything that I dealt with on that cross. And see, the thing is, a lot of time people, a lot of time people don't love themselves because they're so disappointed on what they have done. But when you are a believer, you serve a God that loves you unconditionally. Men loves you until you make them mad, tick them off, don't do something they want you to do or something they done with you. They writing you off like a check. Bye. God ain't like that. He never stopped loving us. It's an endless, unconditional love. Nothing can stop us. You may be saying right now, well, Amber, you don't know all the stuff I didn't do. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel his love around me. You're not going to feel that love because you are still in that place of a scale. Come out of that scale. Break off of those scales. Fishes have scales because they because they skin is supposed to it's supposed to protect them because they live underneath the sea. We don't live in the water, huh? We don't live in the under the sea. We don't need scales to survive. Scales don't do anything but literally just keep getting harder and harder and harder. We need to allow our scars to be shown. Because I was just listening to somebody's podcast yesterday that I want to Say you shout them out. They on they're called the um in the end podcast by um I think it's JC on on YouTube. Listen, look him up. He is amazing. I speak that I'm gonna be on his show one day. Or he gonna be on my show one day. We are gonna get it together. No more giving out shout outs to Country Wing because I'm over you. It's like no, but um yeah, like he said on there. He said. Just because I have scars and you may see my scars, there's no longer pain there. <laughs> 
He said, just because you may see my scars does not mean that there's still pain there. You, I have scars from the accident that I was in in 2019, a car, a bad car accident. I have scars that you can see. They're there. They're on my left arm. There's no pain there. The scars show that I'm still here. The scars show that I still have victory. The scars said that the devil tried to take me out, but I'm still here. You may touch it and there's no pain there. So you may have scars, but the pain is gone. Don't live and be embarrassed and try to cover up them scars. Them scars could be your testimony. Them scars could be you was a single mom and you didn't never get married. You did get married and you have to get divorced a couple times and I'm trying to rebuild myself. Them scars do not mean that there's still pain there. You have already been treated already. So let your scars be free. To, listen, tigers and all of them have stripes and scars, but ain't nobody going to run up on them. So don't let your scars make you think that I got to keep, I got to stay back here because nobody want to be bothered with me. Mm. Oh, Jesus, I'm about to preach. And so the last heart that I want to talk about, and that's where I'm at now. It's a whole heart. It's a complete full heart. It's when you have been freed from yourself, from your hurt, from your childhood trauma, from pain from just your own inward things when you have been free from so many things that try to keep you bound and broken and down and you have been freed you have realized that love is not something that it can come and go love is eternal there's people that have people that have passed away, they're gone. And they're no longer they're no longer living with us on this side of heaven. And there are people that you can still feel they love. You know they love they love was so rich that even after death it's still it's still tangible. You can still you can still sense it. Love is like water. You know, there's three different elements to water. There's liquid, gas, and solid. But no matter what, even if the if it stopped raining, the vapor of the water is still left. The mist. You ever woke up like this? Like like I don't know if you if anybody that's in Michigan, it rained all night long. That's the best sleep ever. I know y'all agree. <laughs> Listen, and then you get up this morning and it's just the mist. Because from all that rain, it's the mist. Water never dies. It just changed elements. Love never dies. And so I want to encourage people that are in this journey where your heart is being worked on. And it's so, listen, having, people talk about having heart surgery as just as a procedure on a table. Listen, there's no different type of heart surgery than having one and going through therapy, letting God heal your heart. It's the most uncomfortable feeling. Because now you have to be vulnerable, you have to be transparent, you have you're more sensitive to things. It's a whole different listen, it's a whole different um feeling. But I tell you, it's the best one. My heart, you know, I'm trying not to get emotional because this is deep to me, really deep to me. My heart has grown so much. I used to have hatred. I used to, like I said, I was the the, the 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 broken heart with the crack. I was the divided heart. And now I have a whole heart. 
And I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, there's my heart is pure, is right. I could just, I'm just, no, there's going to be work that's going to be done to our hearts until the day we die. Our hearts are something that our hearts is our, is us. You know, what we think, what we speak comes some, it comes from our heart. What we focus on all the time comes from our heart. It, our heart is everything. Our heart is the posture, the foundation of our very being. It's all about our hearts. Just like when you are in love with somebody, your heart is gravitated to that person. So you want to respect that person. You don't want to cheat on that person. You want to do all of these things because your heart is just mushy. When you love a food, you, you think about that. Your mind started thinking about how it tastes and I can't wait to go buy it and go and cook it or whatever. Our heart. Our life echoes our heart. And the substances that's in your heart is going to echo where your life is at. There's a scripture in the Bible that says that where your treasures are at, where, where, you, where your treasures are at is where your heart is at. I'm paraphrasing. So meaning that if you all, if you if you if you so focus on buying, 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 shopping, 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 that's where your heart is at. Your treasures is stored there. You love shopping. Your heart is in shopping. If you are in growing relationships and you want healthy relationships, your heart is in growing and, and having great relationships that can endure. Long jeopardy. And so you may be saying, Amber, how do I get to a place where I can where my heart can be full? I'm, you don't even know, girl. You don't even know. Listen, all that I have been through. How do I get my heart to be full? How do I stop being angry and mad at this that something that happened to me as a kid? How do I let go to that person that broke my heart? How do I let go to that person that that just so in, don't have compassion for me and I'm a single mom or I'm a widow or I'm going through different things? How do I how do I how do I open up my heart to that? You don't know what I've been through. I don't. All of us have our own story, right? I don't know what you've been through, but I know what I've been through. And I know that this is a process that's not going to happen overnight. But just as you admit, and, and the biggest thing of healing for me, and I know a lot of people can vouch to this that has been in a healing season or in a healing season, the biggest part and a step of healing is admitting where you are broken at. Being prideful and saying that you're not broken and you're good, it will keep you in that place of a scale. Being open and honest about where you're at is the biggest thing. And you don't have to just walk around with a shirt on and say, yeah, I'm broken. Caution. You don't have to walk around with yellow caution tape all over you. But get a therapy, a friend, a family member, a sister, a brother that you can sit down with and be honest. We have to stop holding these things in. The rates of heart attacks, of of all the heart failure and all the different things that is going on, people want to just keep saying it's about the food. Yes, the food do pay a part with that. But there's a lot of broken people right now that's in these hospital rooms right now. And the doctors are telling them, oh, you need this, you need this, you need this, you need this. I wish that I can go into all these hospital rooms and tell them, let's talk about what your heart is at. <laughs> because a lot of the sickness, a lot of the different things that we're going through, no sleep, insomnia, can't sleep, headaches, migraines, dizziness, nauseousness. A lot of things we're going through is because of some things that's going on in our heart. And we don't know how to talk about it. Better yet, who can we talk to? Because I remember being in a place when I felt like I couldn't talk to nobody. 
And I said to myself, I feel like I can't talk to nobody. They not gonna understand what's going on in my mind. I feel like I'm losing my mind. Guess what? I had God to talk to. And you may not be a believer. You may not even be, you may have a whole different belief system. You may, let me tell you something. Whatever you do, my prayer for every listener and every supporter is that you will get a, get into therapy. A lot of cultures try to teach us that all oh, going to therapy, all you're going to do is just vending out, da, 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 da. I'm going to say this. If you're not a believer and you're not the person that b- believe in God and Christ and all that and you don't, and not into prayer and all of that, get a therapist. But if you are a believer, I'm going to say this. You can find a therapist. You can talk to a therapist. That's wonderful. But what you can talk to a therapist and spend thousands of dollars in in an hour in prayer and 10 minutes can be dealt with quicker than an hour of a person that just has an ear that has their own stuff to listen to. Pray. The best healing for a heart, a broken, divided heart is prayer. Pray for your heart. Pray for the thing that's bothering you. Let it go. You may have to do something where you have to do like a, a, a empty out. When you're not talking about your mind, but in your heart. When you have to just write down all the things for things that has happened. Have sit down, get you a fire pit or whatever, or or somebody house got a fire pit and sit there and just begin to burn them things up, or just take a lighter and burn up. Now listen. I ain't tell you to start no fire. Don't start no fire. Now, you start a fire, don't keep, don't come message me talking about some, my whole car on fire, Amber, I listen to your message. Listen, do it with wisdom, please. <laughs> Maybe I should do a disclaimer with this. With wisdom, please. Because <laughs> don't blame it on me. If you got a synthetic ponytail and you walk around with like Jack, Michael Jackson, the Pepsi commercial, because you tried to do this and you didn't use wisdom. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> but please. Burn it up. Burn it up. It may say, well, that ain't going to work. That's just doing. No. Write it down. Journal. One of my close friends tell me all the time, like, I journal. Journal is so amazing. Journal. Go buy you a journal. Write down some things in your journal. Write down some things of what happened and what you're still dealing with. Get a friend, a prayer partner, accountability partner. I'm so many people, accountability partners. I'm not even going to lie. And if have y'all listen to this. I'm holding y'all accountable, but I got so many people that I have to hold accountable. I'm sorry. Sometimes I'll be saying, wait, you supposed to did this? They were like, no, I said, oh, that was you. It's so many people. I got to, I have to write these things down myself, but I'm going to hold you accountable because if I may forget, I'm still praying for you. (laughs) But get your accountability partner that somebody is that's going to hold you accountable. Hey, did you find your therapist yet? Hey, how's therapy going? How's that writing doing? How's that journaling doing? You know? Like that movie, Waiting to Exhale. Exhale. I love that movie for that one part. Because them lady came now. I ain't saying you get together and bash no men. Because a lot of women want to say their issues is men. A lot of men want to say their issues are women. I'm going to say this. A man or a woman could broke your heart. But let me tell you something. Even though I'm going through this divorce, I was already going through a divorce within myself before I even said I do to him. I had already had some stuff that I needed to divorce that if I would have divorced, I probably wouldn't be in a divorce. Let's be honest. So I don't want to just sit here and be acting like relationships is always the reason because some things happen from way before that. Let's go deeper than that. And then deal with the root and then we can get up to the other things because there's layers in this. So I just really pray that this probably is one of my favorite episodes because I have always wanted to talk about this, but 
you have to have the grace. I have to have the grace to talk about certain things. And it's not just because, oh, I had to live through this, but because of where my heart is at now. I can honestly say that I have some people that, and I'm talking about past, not people that's in my life. I have people that have done some wrong, evil, mean things to me. And when I think of them now, my heart just have compassion to pray for them, to love them, right? So when I used to think about them before, I used to want to do a drive-by, <laughs> a drive-by. Matter of fact, I don't even really like driving, so a bike, a bike-by, <laughs> Ride the bike on you. Pull up on the bike. <laughs> put a put a stand down. <laughs> Listen, I take myself out. I I am just like I love laughing because laughter. That's another thing I'm gonna say before I get off of here. The Bible says that laughter does good medicine to the heart. Laughing. People see me, they be like, "Girl, I'm gonna tell you something." There was a season when I all I could do was laugh because laugh helped me with the pain. And I used to only watch comedy things, but God had to tell me, you're making that an idol because you're using these comedy shows. You're using all these jokes to replace me from healing that void and that hurt. Take a break from watching this thing so you can deal with it. Sometimes we use other things to suppress us. Maybe it may be uh, laughing comedy. Maybe it may be having sex too much. Maybe it may be eating, whatever. We use other things to try to heal us and it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. So I just really want to encourage every single supporter, every listener, every person that is on here. I am so excited for everyone to hear this. Please, please, please share this with your family members, your coworkers. Listen, you go up to a store today and you see somebody that just me look they sad. Give them this information so they can hear this because I really pray and desire that this will be talked about more and more and more and more and more. You know, so I look forward to hearing the feedback. I love the feedback. And listen, even if you want to say something that, like, I don't care if it's correction, like Amber, I feel like that was just kind of like, listen, whether it's good, whether it's bad, listen, I'm not attached to other people's opinions of me. <laughs> when you know who you are, I'll take it. And if it needs to be some adjusting doing, I'm going to pray about it and I'm going to adjust and do as, as it needed to be. But I don't walk around here limping and, be, and, and, and beat down because of what people have said. Good or bad, I'm good. Like, I am confident and content in different things. Not meaning I can't get changed and get corrected. I don't have it all. But I'm not a, I'm not, a, I'm not offended. I don't try to be easily offended by people because I get people's heart postures. When they come to me, I already know what posture they're coming at me with. So I get it, right? So I'm trying to, let me say that, I'm trying to get it. I'm still like, you know, in a grocery store shopping with little things in my bag, Bucky, that need to be, you know, and need to add some more for this whole ingredient to be a good old recipe. That was just from the left. But anyways, I just pray that everyone have a really, really wonderful, wonderful day. Just, like I said, just, just breathe, you know, and just continue to walk this life unapologetic, you know, be unapologetic, but also, you know, don't, don't think that it's okay to just be, it's okay to be, to not be okay, but it's not okay to be walking around with a broken heart. It's so, that's so severe, you know, that's so severe. So I just hope you all just have a wonderful day until the next episode. I will chat with you all later. Goodbye.